As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash b-e-i-t-p-o-d. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. There's nothing wrong with you. Everything about you is why they attach themselves to you. So you just need to really recognize the signs of when a narcissist is coming your way. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Oh, and stick around to the very end because we got some outtakes. That's been happening. There's always outtakes. Um, <laughs> and the team does collect them for bloopers on the YouTube. But uh, we're adding them into the end of the pod because you know what? You need to know that we are not perfect. You're not perfect. And Nobody's we're perfect. enjoying the process. And we are enjoying that. So have a good laugh on our behalf. Love you. Welcome back to the Beat Tell You See it interview recap. My co-host Brad and I are going to dig into the actionable combo I had with Rebecca Zung in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that one now, you must because you need to go back and listen to that one and then come back and join us. You can also listen to this first and then go listen to that. But y'all, this is one of the guests that was on my, like, I want on my show when we first started this podcast. I heard her on two other people's podcasts and I had her on my list. Yeah, it was on the wish list. And then do you all remember when I had that girls weekend? Um, I think I talked about this on the podcast. I don't think she knew how this worked out. I um, I was on a girls weekend. Remember those girls I just met on the, in, yeah. the internet? And I was yeah. like, yeah, hey, come out to Vegas. And we had like a girls weekend. And she's like, one of the girls was like, well, what do you need? How can I support you? And I was like, I want Rebecca Zung on my podcast yeah not thinking she knew her yeah and she goes oh she she's my friend and i was like watch like let me text her she literally <laughs> texted her at the bar and rebecca Zung said i'm wrapping up my book so um reach out to me after september 1st and carrie said would you prefer email or text and she said email so literally after like september 1st carrie was like and she's one of our recent guests she said hey rebecca she said um, this is Leslie Shimon podcast and, and now she's on my podcast and yeah, crazy, we actually right? did this interview a while back, but she requested that it came out during her book launch, which you can go get her book which is pretty right much now. now, which is now. Um, so anyways, today is September 28th, 2023. It is remember me Thursday. The purpose of today is to share the importance of pet adoption and shine a light on all orphan pets waiting in shelters and rescues. Oh my God. Yeah. I torture myself because I do look at the Nevada SPCA. Yes, you do. I know. I just there <laughs> I do and then I like watch their videos, but I really I was I was like there was that on red the nose. fence of, of getting that red nose. Oh my god, there was that red it's nose. It's fucking cute. So cute. He was a good dog. Oh my god. But four dogs and two humans in a van. No, no. It's too much. We promised ourselves <laughs> we would try out two dogs. Oh, I'm sure it won't stay that way because now three is too many. But, you know, 
here we are. Um, but at any rate, uh, if you cannot adopt, if you live in a place where you cannot adopt, you cannot foster, which by the way, you can be someone who fosters. If you're like, I travel a lot, you can actually be a foster and you can tell a shelter or charity, like I can foster for these two weeks. Right. You know, and then I'm going to be gone. And like you or, can, or even if you're not allowed, like, let's say you live in an apartment and you can't have a pet. You can actually volunteer to just walk the dogs. You can walk the dogs. You know, I used to do that, just drive down a mile down the street. There was a couple of shelters and they always needed help walking dogs. Oh, yeah. We used to walk the the the, the shelter dogs when they were at the vet. That's yep. right. Yeah. Anyways, it's I promise you, like, especially if you're lonely, especially if you're going through a lot, there's something really special about like just taking a dog who has no family for a walk. Yeah. It really does fill your soul. They're so loving and they just want to be loved. So anyways, the other thing is you can donate, like find a charity that you can donate to because your money will help them help dogs get rescued and also help them get placed. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to, we listen to a podcast, Keith Olbermann and every single night he actually talks about a dog in need yep. and everything. I, most of the dogs I would probably, I'm not like a small dog person, but like I, I love how he highlights them. And so he can't adopt them all. So I don't know. Maybe we should just like, it's a little hard for us because our podcast comes out, you know, it's, we don't get to record same day. We don't have the luxury of, of being Keith, but, um, I do want to figure out how to like, I just keep going, adopt this dog people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways. So go do that this week. You may have caught that. I was going live with Andrea Meda on YouTube over the uh, past two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Um, so Andrea Meda and I are dear friends, um, and we used to do a, a YouTube series together called "The Struggle Is Real," and then we did tequila, tequila talks, and uh, then <laughs> we just Pilates and tequila. Yeah, we just answered Pilates. Pilates well, we didn't do Pilates and drink tequila. We no drink Pilates and answer your questions. Yeah, um, and uh, YouTube recently allowed different YouTube uh, YouTubers to go live together. together. So we did one on my on my channel, one on her channel, and we're answering your questions. And so check them out. You can find them on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash at online Pilates classes. Yes, you need the at symbol. I think it's weird, but you know, it's Google. They know what they're doing. And then um, I believe Pilot, um, Andrea is the same, youtube.com slash at Pilates Andrea. Yes, you need the at symbol, babe. Mm -hmm. He's nodding because I'm correct if you're watching She's on YouTube. totally right. Yep. Yeah. I'm yep. impressed. Yeah. So anyways, you can't just go slash online Pilates classes. It doesn't work. You have to use the at symbol. Yeah. Hers is not at Andrea Meta. No, it's Pilates Andrea. Oh, Pilates and D-R-E-A. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's yes. what it is. Mm -hmm. I know. Subscribe. Um, links will be in the show notes and you should like and subscribe both. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. Um, that's what the bell does. Ding, ding. Uh, so um, all that will be in the show notes. And then we are really even much closer to getting on a plane and going to Cambodia for oh, our retreat. I am so fired up. I can't I know. And also because we have a couple, like <sighs> after the retreat ends, one of our retreaters is staying longer. And and the next retreat that's starting up doesn't really happen until that Sunday. And so I want to go to Kulin to the elephant thing yeah, with so her. We just, I don't know how we didn't know this, but there's an elephant sanctuary about an hour and a half outside the city. Um, the the only one I knew about before was like 12 hours drive away. And I was like, well, that's complicated. That's not so happening. We never really even tried to plan that. But I just found out this one just north of uh, Siem Reap. And it turns out... Our amazing uh, tour guide, Peach, 
she literally knows the people who run it. Of course she, she does. They're often. So yeah. So we're gonna know. we're gonna make that happen. I hope my fingers I'm are very still crossed. Excited about that idea. I don't know. Does that mean we can also go to the waterfall? Yeah. We're, well, maybe we're there. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, It'll be Saturday. So that yeah. is stuff that we do. Obviously, that doesn't always happen on the retreat. That's something we're doing after the retreat. But like, if you stay after the retreat, you know, and we're there, there's adventures to do. In fact, we don't have to be there. You can go to adventures just because you're already even. there. You can play, stay at our place. Um, yep. So it's super fun. We do Airbnb that out when we're not there with, with mm -hmm. retreaters. So yeah. yeah. co slash retreat. Yeah. And if you are looking for a spot to take your retreat to, we do all the logistics and we have the whole thing set up where you can effectively take your group. We'll handle all of the legwork and you can teach them your thing and then effectively run the program that we've created mm -hmm. with the food and the touring and the experience and the, the hotels and all the things, you know, all of it. So, yeah. And then November 4th and 5th, I'm in Chicago with Erica Quest teaching a weekend of Pilates workshops. We were so excited to team up again. We'll also actually be doing that in December. That's going to be a fun trip. Oh, I'm going to have less. Oh, you might not know this. I'm staying later. Come on. <laughs> I am. I'm staying. So it ends on Sunday. I'll, I'll handle the dogs, babe. I got this. Don't <laughs> I'm worry. I'm staying later. And <laughs> Sue Spinelli is going to meet me in Chicago. And we're going to do a couple days. Just Breaking like, news. Breaking everyone. news. Breaking, breaking news. news. Internal um, family. Yeah. Here. And when I come back, I'm going to go to Arizona. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Where? Where are you going? Oh, I use those points to get like an incredible what? hotel. My mom is coming out to visit. I knew this. I knew uh -huh. this. You knew this part. Yeah, I knew that part. I didn't realize yeah. that it was right after I'll be Chicago. home for I'll be home for 24 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll just keep watching the dogs. Yeah. I got this. Yep. You do. <laughs> this is payback for that month you were in Cambodia. <laughs> I get one week. Anyways, um, but the things you can attend of that entire conversation is November 4th and 5th in Chicago. Do it. Um, it'll be with Erica Quest. You'll need to make sure you're on our email list to get that information because I don't have a link right now. Go to um, opc.me slash emails. Yep. And you'll want to do that same thing to understand what's going to happen with our winter tour because our winter tour, we go from Las Vegas to Philly area yeah. and back, which means lots of cities there can be so hit. There are so many. And honestly, this is going to be way different than our um, previous tours. I think there's going to be a handful more locations. We're going to be teaching workshops instead of just classes this mm -hmm. time around. Uh, we're going to be bringing the decks with us. Uh, so uh, and that's, and you know, we're, we are already sponsored by Balance Body for this leg of the, for this tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we got a bunch of other, um, companies that we're, we're talking with right now. So it's going to be an amazing experience. We cannot wait to, uh, announce the cities. Yeah. Um, and we'll be doing all that at the end of, well, close to um, the end of yeah. this, probably right around when this is coming out actually is when we're going to be, uh, publicly announcing that. So yeah. So yep. you'll want to be on those emails. Just yeah, saying. Do it, do it, do it. Because they're all limited spaces. Yep. Okay. Before we get into Rebecca Zhang's incredible advice, uh, do we have an audience question? Yeah, we do. Um, this one was awesome. Uh, we got a YouTube question from um, at Wayne uh, Fark U. <laughs> Harson 9007. <laughs> the way you said that, it makes me think that they found a new way to say fuck you. I know. I, I'm not sure. I don't think that Maybe it is that. Maybe it's Farquhasen. It could be Farquhasen. Farquhasen. 
Farquharson. I'm going to go with that. We're going to go with that, y'all. We're going to Google this uh, person. Because it's an uh, incredible, amazing question. So I can't imagine that's a fake name. Well, it was a comment on one of our videos about comparing different, like explaining the different pieces of Pilates equipment. I said, wow, that was amazing insight into different pieces of equipment. It would be really nice to see some equipment comparisons. So, you know, comparing the different chairs and comparing the different reformers. That's really complicated because there's, there's no place where there's like a showroom of reformers. No, so no. I don't know how we I, would do that. I did say that on my response you did, back. You did. You did. I was like, yeah. But uh, she said also recommendations for training providers. What? And then the question, what makes you an all around practitioner of Pilates? Um, do you need to study classical? Do you need to study modern? Is there like a scientific version of Pilates? Like what is the best path here? Yeah. So first of all, when it comes to training providers, like, and what I could decide if this is like teacher training providers or like who to take from. So if it is teacher training providers, you want to get my book, Prof Applies, everything but the exercises, because the first three chapters are us really actually talking about what you need to ask when it comes to becoming a teacher. So you pick the right program. If you're asking like, how do I find a teacher trainer? Like, sorry, a teacher that can train me um, as a human being who just wants to practice Pilates and be an all around practitioner. Well, this is complicated. <laughs> um, well, bef before you keep going, if you're looking at that book, it's profitablepilates.com slash book. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. So, um, so here's the thing. I, I, I did a video on YouTube about like the truth about Pilates. And in there, I discussed like what you should be looking for when it comes to a Pilates teacher. Cause I think it's extremely important that you are armed with how to, how do I know that this person's the right teacher for me? And it doesn't mean how many years experience they have, but their foundation of their teaching is important. So Looking for a teacher who has a comprehensive training is going to be really awesome. And you're looking for things like in bios, you're looking for things that say comprehensive or 450 hours or more in their bio. Now you, because I know a lot of people teach Matt and listen to this, hold on. I fucking love you. That's how I got started. You're an amazing teacher. I bet you're the best at what you do. Um, however, if somebody wants to be an all around practitioner, ideally they have access to other equipment. So I'm not, this is not a diss on you. It's just like answering the all around practitioner question. Um, as far as is classical better than modern versus scientific, that's going to be a little bit more of a personal, like a personality style. And also uh, finding the teacher that you feel sees your body best. I am a classical teacher. However, some of my friends are one of the best contemporary teachers out there. Shout out to Erica and Portia and Joy and all these people, Jessica Blount, like all these people who are amazing at what they do. I would not say that I'm better or they're better than me based on the style. What makes a teacher the best for you is their curiosity in your body and how it's going and their ability to take you on a journey that makes you stronger than you were the day before. Mm. And so if your teacher it's constantly telling you what not to do. They're counting a lot. They're overcorrecting you. You feel like you do nothing correctly. That is not going to make you the best all around practitioner. You are looking for people who can be a coach, who can be a guide, who encourage movement and um, who are okay letting you make mistakes and be on a journey. Brett is smiling. So I'm just going to let him jump in. Well, I'm just laughing about our last episode where we were talking about cults. Um, oh. You know, so... <laughs> There's a really these like, two episodes came back to back, uh, back to back, y'all. I know, and, and then they're also right after the pastor. So, 
two, two, <laughs> two pastors two in a row. Two pastors in a row. <laughs> Adrian and then Nicole. I know. Yeah. And they're neither, they're not pastors anymore. Anyways, no, go ahead. But uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think that, you know, there's a weird acceptance that in restaurants that the chef is a tyrant. There's a weird acceptance that in the dance world that the teacher is so hard and harsh and crazy. And I think that all those people can go fuck themselves because that's bullshit. And in the Pilates world, if you end up with a teacher who is is like, this is the only way everyone else is wrong, then that they they're wrong. They are 100% wrong. And I will happily tell them that. And that but, happens on both sides of the uh, of the contemporary and classical yeah, aisle. That's I've seen what I'm on saying. both sides. It's not like it's not. Yeah, that happens. That that like the 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 reality that what's happening in that scenario is that they are creating division in the Pilates community. It happens in yoga. Happens in yoga. Happens. It it totally happens in yoga. And I mean, I uh, I, I experienced that personally, but it happens in Pilates and. I think it's the worst thing that we could be doing to ourselves in this industry is because we're creating division yeah. in this industry and it's wrong. Well, it's wrong. And, and so, also like it doesn't allow either the client nor a teacher to be on a journey to learn. And so um, I don't, you asked about scientific and I'll say this, I know anatomy. I have studied it. In fact, it was big part of my major before I switched majors. I have taken more than my fair share of anatomy classes. Um, I don't use anatomical terms ever when I teach. And it's not because I don't know them. It's because in Pilates, the whole body should be working. So I'm not going to talk to your rhomboids because I'm not going to talk to your supraspinatus. I'm not going to talk to your prehensile, whatever. I Now, if you do that, this is not a knock on you. That works for you. But that is when, uh, so my teacher, Jay Grimes, he said in Joe's, Joe's supply studio, he never once heard an anatomical term. The The body was to move. And so you, to find a teacher or an, or a teacher trainer who it's not about letting people just be sloppy. It's about letting the body tell you what it means. If you let a body move without being micromanaged, and this is what I work with my, with those in my mentorship, Elevate the body, if you let the body move and you just watch it, it's going to tell you what it needs. It's going to tell you where it's getting hung up. And then you get to ask yourself, where, where else can I help them? Where can I do this? Where, where, where should we go right now? And you get to be this curious person. I I just want to say that, that, that exactly that curiosity, I wasn't there clearly wasn't alive when Joseph Pilates was creating different pieces of equipment, but that curiosity is what kept him saying, Hmm, this person isn't getting the thing. So what if I made another piece of equipment that would help isolate the thing or do mm-hmm. the thing, right? I mean, if you go back and you look at the different, uh, like go go to Balance Body, go to like go to their library. Ken Endelman has been collecting uh, schematics and like history of Pilates for decades, uh, right? So uh, Ken Endelman has been collecting, uh, uh, you know, all these schematics and everything for years and they all different they're all slightly different he kept changing and modifying and, and changing and changing and changing right so there it, you know, he didn't i don't even i can't put words in his mouth but i would imagine that there wasn't one way to do the thing right because he kept making new pieces of equipment to do the thing well yeah and yes and yes and yes 
to get to the point to yeah get to where he wanted them to be yeah no like if you couldn't do it on the reformer he would take you to the cadillac correct right. yes yes correct yeah i think that's a great point so anyways to answer your question there's no easy way to find the right teacher for you except for to take from different teachers until you find one that you really like but watch that video that i made on the truth about pilates and ask your teacher questions and if you feel like you're never good enough then find a different teacher. If you are wanting to be a teacher, then go read my book because the questions I give you are going to be really awesome for helping you find the right program that can make you the teacher you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I, um, not having gone down this path personally, uh, but having edited this book, uh, the questions that you ask allow the reader to look ahead in the future and say, what do I actually want to do with my Pilates career? And then that question and the and the questions around it in those first three chapters will actually allow you to say, well, maybe this isn't the right program for me, or maybe this is the right program for me. And it will equip you with the questions to ask the teacher training program uh, so that you know what you're actually getting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right, loves, it's here. OPC Summer Camp. You know that thing we started last year? Well, we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world, which means all day long you can nerd out with me at Camp Zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite Pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot. No, you can have the amazing food from your own home. You can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for. In fact, you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money. In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, now let's talk about Rebecca Zung. Rebecca Zung is an attorney turned educator who specializes in teaching individuals how to negotiate with narcissists, drawing from her personal experience uh, and professional expertise, and has authored the book, Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist. Which is out now. You can go get it. Yeah. Fascinating conversation. Um, really made me think about my life and my <laughs> experience. Uh, with just people in my life. So here is what I fucking loved. I loved it so much. Like, I don't even need to talk about the rest of the episode. Oh, you should watch. You should watch and listen to all of it. But I loved this. She said, they, narcissists, don't attach themselves to you because you have so little value. They attach themselves to you because you have so much value. And so if you're like, what are these fucking narcissists in my life? Oh my God, I'm like stuck with another narcissist. It's, it's because you're so fucking awesome and they see how they can utilize that. And I think that is the, what the most important thing to consider because we can get so down on ourselves if we dated another narcissist or we keep getting sucked into a narcissist in our family or we keep working for one and we can't stop. It's because it's, it's not because it's you, like, it's not your fault that you're fucking awesome. You just have to also like you actually just have to figure out how to recognize the signs yeah. and how to exit yourself out of those things. Boundaries are amazing. Yeah. I, I think like speaking from personal experience, um, having like inadvertently surrounded myself with narcissists most of my life, um, you know, I always uh, appreciated the idea of being um, the person behind the person. 
I always, that's what, how I always saw myself. Am I a narcissist? No, I don't think so. That's the thing. <laughs> well, that, but that's because you're like, I'm the person, you're the person behind this person mm, most yeah, of the time. And I'm like, yeah. fuck, you are doing that. You keep yeah. doing that. Am I? But, but because of my <laughs> operational, all that kind of stuff, right? Like my, like, that's my, you know, that's my zone of genius is being able to do the operations. I, but I needed to do an operations for someone, right? Mm -hmm. And so I ended up working for a narcissist, being best friends with a narcissist, being a, having business partners, like all this kind of stuff. And the reality is- Cause you're so fucking awesome. Well, thank you, thank you. That's what my point was ultimately yeah. is I'm awesome. No, that's not my point. I appreciate that, babe, you're amazing. No, the point is it wasn't on purpose. No, you, you didn't know, seek it I, out. You know, and, but, it, but I also didn't really understand what was happening and unfortunately those relationships ended badly you know where things ended up in like 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 explosions and fireworks i, I guess know? i didn't what i didn't ask her and maybe i i is like can you even end a relationship with a narcissist without it ending badly like I, it's kind of hard like i think as a person who cares i think you're always going to feel like it didn't end they're never going to let you let it end well well it didn't end the way i wanted them to, yeah, I didn't actually want the relationships to end. Yeah, uh, right. And you know, but there was there was something like innate, like in me, like that was like I got to a point where I was like, I can't do the thing anymore. Whatever the thing is that needed to happen, and whether you know, personal work, business, whatever. Like there was, I, it was like it was guttural. It was like revol revulsion to continue down this path, and I couldn't understand it in myself. And I really struggled with it for a long time because I actually had, you know, I cared for these people and that was really, really challenging. And, but I, you know, and, it, and I think that the, the thing of not blaming yourself, that's hard to do, you know, because you walk away from a relationship that just hand grenaded and you're like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And she said, you can't actually blame yourself. They're really good at this. Like they're, they're really really good at what they do because they've been it's it's part of like how they became a person in this world so it's like this is their habit and they um if you go back and listen to the cult episode there's not a single cult leader who's not a narcissist like <laughs> they need people who are wanting to make this world a better place to put them up on a pedestal and help them achieve whatever it's they want so i um i think like i think we've Every single person listening to this has probably experienced or is experiencing currently a relationship with a narcissist that they're stuck on and they're yeah. having a hard time with. And go listen to the episode because she's amazing. Yeah, and, it was and, a great episode. And then probably read her book. And then you have got to get out of like, this is your fault and that like you did something wrong and instead start to take the steps to put boundaries up. One of the things I remember, one of the reasons why I wanted to have her on the episode at the show, like because how do you be till you see it if you've like got sucked in with a narcissistic relationship? It is because the only thing you can be is what they need you to be because they're just going to keep doing it. Right. And she, um, she's just got some really great actual steps. It's like when you're working with a narcissist, you're never going to win the argument. So if they emailed you a list of things you did wrong, like emailing them back all the th ways that that wasn't wrong. It's not, they're not going to go, oh, okay. Like you just have to. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. You, I, I used to get these crazy fucking emails in all caps and red letters from my boss. 
That's so weird. You can't even read that really well. It just looks like it's oh, screaming at you. No, but I, I would, I would, I was. Just I love like, that he changed it red to just emphasize oh, yeah. the mood. Yeah, it was like it was him shouting was yeah. what it was through emails, right? And at first, I was like, oh, as man. if as if the all caps didn't. But I got to the, the point where it was so fucking often, I just ignored it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is him venting about a thing that I can't solve, and so whatever. You know, and I don't think that benefited our relationship. No, but actually but, it benefited you. And also like she even said, like in this one thing that I heard, one of the things I heard her say is like, you don't, you're not going to, no evidence is going to prove that you were right. So you have to, if you have to respond back, it needs to be like the tiny, like the simplest sentence. Okay. We'll talk about it at 1030 on Thursday. Right. Like not going point by point with them because that's what they want you to do and that's how you always lose yeah you will not win that yeah and even with one of the relationships that ended with you and a friend who's a narcissist that's what they wanted they wanted to go point by point like this happened on this day and they did this this happened on this day and it's like yeah all those things happen the way that he thought they happened but we don't need to go point by point the culmination of it all is that like this isn't working and you've been abusive towards me and period yeah (laughs) anyways i want to reiterate that one more time there's nothing wrong with you everything about you is why they attach themselves to you so you just need to really recognize the signs of when a narcissist is coming your way it's not your fault that you're in a relationship with a narcissist no they're really fucking good at that she said it she's the expert okay what did you love yeah love that's a relative here but the thing that really um you know struck me was um, getting out of a relationship with a narcissist is challenging and accusatory and uh, personal and emotional. And she said, uh, when she shared the wisdom from her, she had a business coach and a guru uh, who ironically guru <laughs> um, from last week, but uh, she said her business coach what uh, said, listen, it's not what the narcissists say. It's how it lands for you. Meaning you cannot take it personally. Mm-mm. You can't. It's if you do, you will destroy yourself. Uh, you know, and what she started to talk about, which I thought was really interesting, was agreeing with how the narcissist feels without agreeing to the narcissist's point, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, so if you've ever been in a relationship with someone who um, has borderline personality disorder, um, you know, or is a narcissist, it's the same thing. Like you need to acknowledge how they're feeling and they're allowed to feel the feels, but what they're saying is might not actually be reality. Right? Yeah. It may not be true. And so if you listen to what they're saying, then and 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 personalizing it you know it may really 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 hurt you but you cannot take it personally right she talked about the four agreements uh take nothing personally in the four agreements right and uh, you know you the way to have a conversation and to like i don't know i think her book is about winning an argument right um she has she has another like she has other stuff out about winning arguments. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and basically, you know, you have to acknowledge what they're feeling in order for them to 
like take a pause. Mm -hmm. And so like, hey, I understand what you're saying and I understand how this makes you feel. Yeah. And then you get to move on. And that allows you to not take it personally. Yeah. And that's challenging to do. It's really, really hard to do. Well, I think like what really, this is like, y'all, if you are really good at your boundaries, it's really hard for a narcissist to take over because like your boundaries, you saying up for your boundaries in the beginning of a relationship will make, let people know. Like one of my clients, she is so freaking like badass about like, she tells a job. She's like, I actually don't work more than eight hours in a day. You don't pay me to do that. Salary does not mean I overwork myself. She doesn't tell them in the interview. She waits until she's hired. And as soon as they do that, she's like, hey, I've noticed that the last three days, the amount of meetings that you've had me in have required me to have, have caused me to not be able to get my work done in the day. I, I would just like you to know that because if you're going to keep putting me in six hours of meetings and I have six hours of work, I mean, they're not going to get the work done. I'm not coming to the meetings. And they'll often like go, oh, well, like you're part of the team. She's like, I am on this team. And being part of this team means the amount of work I can give you is eight good hours a day. And she, I'm like, are you like, there's a part of me that's like, oh my God, like, are you going to get in trouble? She's yeah, like, that's fired? Like, not what I get paid to do. That's true. That's not it. Yeah. And so like, so she has crazy bosses and she, I think, and like, she does not let them push her around and she doesn't let them abuse her time. Yeah. And so it makes it really hard for them to push these like narcissistic things on her. Cause she's like, that's a boundary. I don't let people cross. It you was, know? it took me years to get to that point at my job where, oh, where yeah. my boss would like, would, would throw, he would just drop a, do you remember when we were at dinner? Hand grenade into we, a conversation of we, like, what about this thing that like we haven't talked about in four months? We were at a dinner and he threw a hissy fit about a cell phone password and like he was texting you. It was like very early on in our relationship. It was something about his daughter's cell phone, which has nothing to do with you. It's like not even your job. There's like someone else who does this. And he was like having a hissy fit about this whole thing. And we had to go, we're at dinner. Like there's nothing you can do about this. Yeah, but like but what I would do in the meetings, like what I got to the point of, because I was tired of getting gray hairs was I got to the point of saying, hey, yesterday you asked me to do this. Today, I blocked out time to do this. And what you're telling me today is priority is going to affect the thing you asked me to do yesterday. So I am super happy to do either one. You tell me which one is priority and I will get that done. I think it will take me four hours to do this project and six hours to do this project, your call. And when I got black and white with the amount of fucking time it would take to do the things that he was asking me to do, all of a sudden my life became a whole lot easier because it's, He's like, it's funny. He's not unreasonable when you put it that way, but he's unreasonable if you don't, because yeah. the expectation is you're just going to get it all done. Right. Yeah. And if you actually spell out what that means and you're not being angry or confrontational about it, you let them make the decision. Then I was able to actually survive the intensity of it uh, because I effectively. Well, you just, you kind of disarmed them. You like. Yeah, let him make the decision. You tell me, man. I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. You know? That's such a great gift. I think, you know, if it, again, that comes to boundaries, though. Yeah, that was tough. It took me four or five years to get to the point where I was like, I can't fucking work till two in the morning when I'm at home anymore. I'm not doing it. So, yeah. 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 Anyways. Oh, she also, uh, you also, like, had, I just want to say, like, hurt people, hurt people. 
Mm. I think that's a really important thing to add in here before we go to the be it action. I was like, you know, it's. Yeah, she said people treat you the way that they see themselves. Yeah. You know, and that's part of that. Like the one, if they're lashing out uh, and, and being accusatory about something, you know, it's very likely that that's how they see themselves. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, my goodness, we'll have to have her back, but we all need to read her books and then we can have her back with <laughs> book club. Uh, just, I, it's, you know, it's so easy for those of you listening to this. You, pr- I, I felt years ago, I remember driving. So I was in Orange County and I remember hearing the guy who was probably a narcissist actually, um, from, do you remember on MTV? Like there was, there was a, they had a show. It was like a nightly radio show and it was with, oh my God, it was the doctor who, uh, my gosh, there's two guys. I was definitely not allowed to watch MTV. Oh, so well, I do no, but know. I was in college, but there was, you guys, Someone shouted out in their car. They're like yelling Drew at us. Yes, Drew, Dr. Drew. And it was this, uh, they had a late night radio show that would also air on MTV. And it was with, can't think of his name. I think he has a big forehead. And um, uh, he ended up with his own late night love show. Line. Love Line. I used to love listening to Love Adam Line. Adam Carolla. Yes. Okay. Comedian. I don't think he's, I think they, I think both have been canceled or at least one. Anyways, um, Dr. Drew was in an interview way back it was a radio show. So it was like, this is way before podcast. You guys, I was in Orange County, is in college. And he said that there was an increased, this is when there was no Instagram, there was no TikTok, there was no Snap. At the time, there was like just MySpace. And like Facebook was like barely a blip on our screen. Just like MySpace, right? And at that time, he said, social media is causing this increased narcissistic behavior. Mm. And now... It is insane. Like some of my friends, I would consider it like narcissists in a weird way, just because the way they like see themselves and the way they do things. They're not a narcissist to me because like they see me as like an equal with them. And like, you know, I've got boundaries. But at any rate, there's this putting yourself out there as as this person who knows these answers, these things. It's really easy to either become a cult leader or at the very least slightly be a narcissist. And so it's and it's because of the way the world is causing us to put ourselves out there yeah. that it's like you can be raised like this and i also think parenting so <laughs> so um so i just i really wanted to have her on because in being it till we see it if you are sucked into a relationship with a narcissist they will cause you every single day to not be the person you are wanting to be Brad's got a facial look. He's looking something up. Are you just discover what love line is in this moment? No, I just decided to search for does social media increase narcissism? And what did it say? Um, well, I don't know the study or whatever. This is just a LinkedIn post, but the answer is yes. Yeah. I so, mean, duh. I don't know if it's, I don't know who backed that up, but you know, there's a, there's like psych, I wonder, psych alive. It also makes me wonder like, it. do the, is a, is a social media creating narcissism or narcissist attracted to social media? Interesting. That's, that's Chicken that and the egg. the question. I'm sure there's a study. Someone can send it to us. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. 
At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, so finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your combo with Rebecca Zung? Are you going first? I'm going to go first. So she said, she talked about the three approach, which she said are step one, uh, don't run from the narcissist. Step two, make a U-turn. And step three, break free, right? So step one she advises you to start creating boundaries, unless it was talking about that this entire episode, um, such as you cannot speak to me that way. Or like your client said, I'm happy to do that tomorrow, but it's after six o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. So observe the situation. You, it, the, the hardest part of it is to like be objective, not subjective, right? Subjective means it's what you're feeling. Objective is what a third party would would feel. Um, she says, this, she emphasized that it's not, uh, not to feel bad about choices made in survival mode. You know, because it's so weird um, thinking back to my experience where I finally drew boundaries, where I said six o'clock is my line. I'm not working after six o'clock. And that took me years to get to that point. Um, then I got a phone call one time uh, and I was about to go live on a show. I was hosting a, a show. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, and used, like, to, you like, used to have a radio show. Yeah, I used to have a TV radio show on the internet. And 10 minutes before we were about to go live, I got some fucking dumb bullshit like explosion, unnecessary thing that had to be resolved that exact second with my immediate boss who was reporting to the owner. And I basically told him I can't do it. And he freaked out at me. And I said, I will call you tomorrow. I'm about to go live. I cannot be having this conversation right now. You're fucking with my headspace. I have to do what I'm doing in my life. And my life is not my job. And that was like, he basically wrote me off after that conversation. And like, you know, and, but he couldn't fire me because the boss wouldn't let him. <laughs> but uh, it was the first time that I ever actually drew a line in the sand. 
Um, you know, so, and, and, and I actually felt like that was survival mode because that's not my normal, uh, I, I don't usually like confrontation, don't usually get into confrontation. And that was the, be that was the very beginning of when I started to embrace confrontation in that job, because in order to get out, I had to start being confrontational. So, you know, I like that she says, uh, don't feel bad about the choices you make in survival mode. Um, mm -hmm. step and you're going to need I, fucking that counseling also, also that's after why, that. Like side note, um, I saw someone the other day like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like the, the pandemic, I just got out of in touch with you. And I said, you no apologies for not staying in touch with people during the pandemic period end of story yeah everybody in the world was in survival mode absolutely no apologies i'm not worried about it if you have been staying away from me for a year because you've been embarrassed about that please yeah no <laughs> she said step two is to make a u-turn right and she started uh explaining her slay method which i thought was super fun um which is strategy leverage anticipate and then you focus on you right so strategy you can't uh, start creating a strategy until you set those boundaries, step one, right? Um, it involves creating a vision, a goal, and, and action steps in your life. You need to understand what you actually want for you because if you don't know what you want for you, you're going to just oh, yeah. acquiesce to well, their vision. That's the whole thing, right? Like they all say, like, if you don't have goals, someone else will make sure you have a goal. That's right. So like, that's just how it goes. Yeah. yeah then you need to, uh, you know, then you need to identify what leverage you may have in the situation. Uh, for me, when I was getting out of my job, quitting that job, like he used to sue people who would quit. So how did I quit without getting fucking sued? That was, I remember that, that was a big. It was insane, right? How do you get out of that, right? And so. Oh my God, it was such a cult. It was, oh, there's no question. But what I realized is that the number one priority for him was family. Mm -hmm. So I leveraged my family. So step, so part of the slay method is leverage. And I leveraged my family and my appeal to him when I left was my wife is starting a business and I need to support her in that business. Every single thing he ever said to me for the years that I worked for him was about why he does his things for his family. And he could not say, you can't do that because he stands for family. So I leveraged that. That was the leverage I had in that situation. You're so smart. Took me a long time to figure it out. I appreciate that. Number three, uh, part third part A is anticipation. Be two steps ahead of the narcissist. Understand what type of narcissist you're dealing with. Uh, covert, grandiose, or malignant. I don't know the difference between those three. I didn't look those she, up. She goes into those, I think, in her book. In her book, she talks about them. So it's worth reading. And then finally, uh, why is focusing on you, prioritizing your mindset, shift from being on the defensive to being on the offense. And that, you know, it, it, it was like, it just took... It actually took me getting to a breaking point of like, I can't keep living like this. I'm going to die mm -hmm. to get to the point where I was like, I need to prioritize me. Then I started setting boundaries, right? Then I started trying to plan my escape effectively, uh, right? And that leads to step three, which is breaking free. Uh, the true breaking free is understanding that there will always be narcissists in this world. Mm -hmm. So even when you extricate yourself from the situation you may be in right now, uh, which could be a mom could be you know a, a sibling could be a boss it could be a partner a business partner uh you know like the reality is there are narcissists and you now that you know uh it will be easier to identify them in the future uh but again having uh you know somebody to talk to about it is going to really benefit you so yeah um what I about you it. so i love this she said um 
She said, if there's only one thing she could leave people with, it's that you alone define your value. Mm. You alone define your value. So you have to, you have to like, and that's the, can be really hard. Like she talked about a story of how like she was like afraid that she's going to be seen as inconsistent or a flake because she, her, her jobs like took her all over the map. And her coach said, well, you can let people see you as a flake or you can present yourself as the attorney who has um, a financial background. Yeah. So she, she went from being an attorney to a finance um, like consultant, like like personal finance mm -hmm. consultant back to being an attorney. Yeah. And she she said... I'm, I feel like people are gonna look at me like, you just jump around. What are you even doing? Yeah. And she, but because she had that experience, now she's the only, like, she's the best attorney who's got that experience. And so she can really see things from a different place. And by the way, she ended up having, yeah. she has like the number one, like divorce firm. Like she's like one of the top, like, it's fucking amazing. Um, one of the top firms in Florida. And she was, um, you know, some of her clients were billionaires. Yeah. I mean. Which when you're doing divorce, you got to know the finances real well. Anyways, uh, she said, um, People will think what we tell them to think. Right. I mean, this goes back to like the most certain person in the room wins. So she said like how you show up is everything. This is being it till you see it, guys. This is being it till you see it. Your presentation and demeanor dictates how people perceive and interact with you. So here's the deal. This is something I was, oh my God, I'm so grateful. I was on the debate team in college and my, and in my um, speech and debate classes, they said, if you make a mistake in a speech, don't acknowledge it. No one knows you made a mistake until you say, oh, I forgot to say it, or I wanted to say, it, or I went to do this. That's right. Just either if you can find a way to add it back in somewhere else, then do, or just leave it out. And like, that is a kind of a thing. Like when I am presenting workshops on your feet to do that, it really does. I, I, um, I, when I'm presenting workshops, like, of course, if I'm not looking, if I don't have my notes in my hand, I'm going to go off the road map and go, Oh, I forgot this. And I don't say, Oh, I forgot this. I say, Oh, I want to make sure we do this or Hey, let's actually take a moment to talk about this. Some sort of way segue to bring that topic in because if I go, Oh my God, I forgot this. Oh my, I'm like, how, like when I'm in re when I was in retail, I had this one guy who worked for me and he had a lot of shit going on in his life. And at one point he was like in between housing, all this stuff. I was really worried about him. You would never know. Because he said when he crossed the threshold from the marble of the mall to the, um, uh, oh my God, there's like a special kind of like Italian tile. tile. It's like, yeah. like Tavertine uh, tile. He like came in and he, he told himself as soon as he went from the shiny marble floor to the Tavertine tile, he would go, it's showtime. And he would just do it's showtime. And that would let him know that in this moment how I let people see me. And so people, you guys, he ended up getting a job as one of the top, like highest up managers in an LVHM store, which is like one of the stores like for Louis, that Louis Vuitton, you know, Balenciaga, Bulgari owned store. Um, so hard to get a job in one of those companies, let alone a manager right off the bat. And it's because he decided how they were going to perceive him. He was really good right. what he did, but his resume might not have gotten that job, but he told them how he wanted to be perceived. And I think that's so important. You can, you can walk into an interview or you can meet a new client and you can act like, Oh my God, I hope they like me. Or you can go, they're fucking going to like me. 
here's how I show up. Here's how much I'm worth and be really clear about that. Anyways, August is on the show right now. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, cause he is just having a needy moment. Um, he's having a day guys. <laughs> um, but, uh, I hope that this episode really helps give you permission to like be an amazing human being and not blame yourself for the shit, the narcissist you've let in your life. And also that she helps you guide you to getting narcissists out of your life. I'm Lessa Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for listening. And we want to know how you use these tips in your life. Tag Rebecca Zung. She would love to hear if you bought her book. Yep. Let her know and us know what your favorite takeaways were. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Semena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website, and finally to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Welcome back to the Beat Till You See interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I go. This is like three or four times now. This is is impressive. Well. (laughs) Impressive. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. 
There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees I've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are going to be at pod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!